that uh, Florida Beer Blog. Dave uh, did a review on that. And, oh, the, uh, F-B- it's on F-B-B? Twitter, yeah. Dave is the aficionado mm-hmm. of Beer Blog. He is. From Mallory Square in Key West to the Governor's Mansion in Tallahassee and all points beyond, you're listening to the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com, your source for all things related to the craft beer community in the Sunshine State. And now your host, Dave Butler. Welcome to episode 11 of the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com. This is David, your host and author. And it looks like we have a very good episode for you today. We are going to start by talking to Manny Janis, one of the founders behind Miami's soon-to-be-opening Descarga Brewing. If you've read the blog, you've seen me talk about them quite a bit throughout the years, and they're getting close. But if you're interested in trying their beers, they will be at the South Florida Taco Battle and Craft Beer Festival coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're going to chat with him, see what he's bringing to the festival, and where they are with constructing their new place in North Miami Beach. From there, I'm going to be talking with Steve with Tampa Bay Brewing Company. They've got some interesting festivals coming up and a lot of can releases that you're going to be seeing throughout most of the state, including their Hop Silo program, a series of collaborations with other brewers from around Florida. And then finally, we're going to head to Boca Raton and talk to Prosperity Brewing. They are a relatively new outfit that has opened got some fantastic beers in a tiny little space but definitely worth heading out there and sampling what they have we were very impressed when we went if you have any questions comments want to talk to us definitely reach out at floridabeerblog at gmail.com and enjoy the show How are you? Uh, what's going on, bud? Nothing much. How are you? Good. Here in the middle of uh, of uh, mashing. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you're you're at the Weed Reaper experiment right now, correct? That is correct. That is correct. Um, I'm actually making beer for Bobby. Um, but you know, as you know, he's also allowed us to gypsy brew our beers here. Uh, until we open up our spot. So, but today we're making beer for Bobby. Excellent. So, I guess that actually leads a couple questions. First of all, how did you get involved with Bobby? Because I know that you've been doing stuff with him over there for several months now. It's been it's been about two and a half years that I've been brewing over here with Bobby. And uh, what we did is uh, he he was gracious enough to open up his doors uh, to me and to my brewery, and in return he got uh, another pair of hands, another brewer uh, to help him out with production here. And I've known Bobby for, man, it's, it's been many, many years that I've known Bobby. Always admired him. You know, he's always been a guy, one of the first pioneers of craft beer in the state of Florida. Um, he was, as, as you know, he uh, the long shot competition from Sam Adams. Sam Adams does it every year. He, he won that back in 97. Um, and then he came out with his beer, you know, he came out with Holy Mackerel, uh, which he got contract brewed by Thomas Creek, 
but he was one of the first guys to bring craft beer into the state of Florida. Um, so he's really a kind of a pioneer. You know, he's had a couple of gastro pubs and now he's got his own brewery. Um, and so, yeah, so I'm over here making beers. With him. Excellent. And I know that it's been a long time since you and I have known each other and been waiting and waiting and waiting. And it looks like we're almost time to open up Descarga Brewing. Oh, man, we're so close. I could I could taste it, man. It's like that drop <laughs> of a gorgeous golden IPA just waiting to just fall down on your tongue. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to be and what are you going to have when you open? Um, so we're going to be in North Miami. Um, we've got a, a nice little spot over there. It's going to have 20 tap tap room. Um, and it's going to have a seven barrel brew house. Um, we, we're going to start off, um, you know, our bread and butter, uh, are, are fruited beers. That's kind of what we've been known for. That's kind of what we do best. Um, you know, some people joke and say, you guys are like the fruit whispers. Um, and what we do is that we, the vehicle, meaning the style of the beer, doesn't really matter to us. It's more about delivering a good infusion of fruit with the style of the beer, whichever style we pick. Now, that said, because we've been brewing over at Bobby's for close to two and a half years now, what we've been doing is, is that we've been making our beers here and then barrel aging them. So everything that we've been making have been wild ales. Uh, American style sours that we've been barrel fermenting and barrel aging in neutral barrels, French red wine barrels, French uh, white wine barrels, um, neutral bourbon barrels, those kind of things. We've been doing that. We've been stockpiling those beers now for about two years. And so we're going to start making farmhouse sales, saisons. We're going to be making IPAs. Obviously, that's the number one segment in craft beer. And so we'll be making IPAs, obviously, with our twist. Um, uh, but we're definitely going to be doing some pretty special releases on a monthly basis on things that we've been holding on to for two years. So, I mean, our fans are going to have something to look forward to, you know, on a monthly basis rather than waiting a year before a brewery has been open, you know, after a brewery has been open to have a special release, we're going to have special releases right off the bat. And some of these beers are going to be on tap as well. So, you know, people are going to be able to get a barrel blended two year old, you know, American sour that had been fermented in a barrel and aged in a barrel and then put on, let's say, tart and sweet cherries for about eight months on top of that. And the, the beer is about two years old, but they'll be getting complex, high end, really great beers right off the bat at our brewery. So we're really excited. Not a lot of people get the opportunity to do that. Um, again, we owe it all to Bobby. He was gracious enough to open his doors to us and allow us to come in here and gypsy brew. Um, so yeah, man, we're stoked. So we're, we're going to be starting off with all the, all the, all the big guns and uh, uh, obviously a fleet of IPAs as well. Cause that's kind of what's, what's, uh, what's trendy and what's, what's actually selling out there. That's what the Florida, South Florida craft beer market really wants. That's what they desire that and sours. Um, it's not to say that we won't have some dark beers on tap. Uh, but uh, our emphasis is going to be one of farmhouse saisons and a few uh, a few really badass IPAs. <laughs> nice. Now, instead of waiting for you to open, you're going to be at the South Florida Taco Battle and Craft Beer Festival, correct? That is correct. That is All correct. right. What are you bringing to that? <laughs> so we, because, right, well, you know, it's, it's so unfortunate that the only beers we have are 
you know, barrel aged sour ales. I mean, that's <laughs> really, that's really sad news for people that really love beer. Right. <laughs> so, um, we, we, you know, we may be taking a, uh, we have a sour stout that was barrel fermented and barrel aged, um, uh, for eight months. And then we drop that on plums for another eight months. Um, we may be bringing that now. We, we only kegged, um, two kegs of those. One is, one was going to be, uh, both of them were going to be held for the brewery, but we released a sample of, uh, of one at, at an event that we did a couple of weeks ago. And now, you know, we're going to go ahead and release the second one. Everything else that we have left on that is, uh, is a uh, bottled, uh, corked and caged, and that'll be a special release at the brewery as well. So we're bringing that one. And then we've also got a barrel fermented barrel aged sour ale, uh, that we also let rest on tart and sweet cherries. Um, same kind of process there. We, we barrel fermented in a neutral barrel. Then we transfer that over to a French uh, red wine barrel for about eight more months. And then we drop that on top of tart and sweet cherries for about another eight months, similar process. So it's had some aging. It's had a lot of time complex and get some beautiful layers going uh, to the beer. Uh, and so we're happy to also have that on tap uh, at the Taco Fest. That is awesome. I will be there. I will force myself <laughs> to drink awesome barrel-aged beers. It is going to be difficult. I'm sure I can get through it. <laughs> so when do we have an opening date yet? We, have an, we don't have an opening date. Um, our permits are approved. Our plans have been approved. At this stage, we're probably going to start demoing uh, two weeks from now. Um, we're getting our schedule, like our, our construction schedule put together. Uh, we're doing some of the work ourselves. Um, and then a construction company is actually coming in and doing the majority of the work. Um, we're doing, uh, you know, demoing light stuff like that that we can kind of handle. You know, what we're hoping to do is, is that once we start demolition, that we should be up and running and open within two months after that. So probably late July, early August. I hate to even throw a date because you know how it is. I've been, yep. I've been, I've been trying to open up our doors now for many, many, many months now. So, but we're very close, man. We're so close. I mean, the construction is going to start. And after that, it's really just kind of putting things together. You know, it's a brewery. Uh, it's not an overcomplicated structure for us. Um, so we're, we're looking at hopefully, you know, late July, early August opening. Um, and you know, if you follow us on uh, social media, our handles at Descarga Brewing, uh, you'll be able to kind of be updated on to what's going on, what events are going on, how quickly we're getting up to close to opening. Um, and so, yeah, so yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at. Excellent. I cannot wait. I've been waiting for this for a couple of years myself. Uh, make sure to bring some of that sour stout for me, okay? Oh, for sure, bud. For sure. I got I got one with your name on it. <laughs> Excellent. I will see you soon. Thank you for coming on the show. All right, bud. Thank you very much. Look forward to seeing you at the event. Obviously, Tampa is a major hotbed for craft beer in the state of Florida, and as many different breweries are there, very few of them actually have the name of the region on their namesake. So Tampa Bay Brewing, being one of the oldest, got to it first, and we're chatting with Community Engagement Director Steve Scrimshire about everything that's going on in this 
sprawling stalwart of the brewing community. Steve, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, my man. How you doing? Doing good. So looks like things have been pretty busy for you in Ebor and uh, West Chase, correct? Oh, uh, yes, yes. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Just, uh, you know, keeping up with, you know, Cannon Reef Donkey, putting that out to the masses. Also trying to experiment and do some other uh, fun stuff along the way as well. Okay, so I'd like to talk about the cans first, if I could, because you are now in Trader Joe's around the state, correct? Uh, not around the entire state, but uh, select parts of the state. Uh, majority of like the uh, Miami area and parts of Jacksonville as well. Um, we are still looking to fill the rest of the state, but we'll get there. It's a, it's a slow process, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and... I actually just saw on social media that one of the cans, not necessarily a Trader Joe's, but one of the cans that you have is your Coast Lager, the Double Coast Lager. Correct. Yeah, we're uh, pretty psyched about this beer. Um, you know, all of us, especially in the brewing industry, um, you know, we love our IPAs. We love our sours. But, you know, sometimes you just want a really nice, crisp, clean lager that's just well done. And that was sort of the idea with this beer uh, was just, you know, make a very nice lager that you could enjoy anywhere, you know, if you're out on the boat, on the beach, uh, golfing, if that's your thing. Uh, but just an all around good drinking beer is really what we were going after. And, uh, you know, as much as we, you know, love our area and love Tampa Bay, uh, we didn't want to exclude the state from this. So that's why we went with the name Double Coast Lager. It's uh, a beer that's meant to be enjoyed on both coasts. So either the Gulf or the Atlantic or the Keys, wherever you're at. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I was curious about the name and, your hop silo project that is starting to get canned now. Yes, yeah, uh, we started that project uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, the idea behind it was just to create some some pretty different, unique beers that were just very hop centric. Uh, but we decided to make the whole series about collabor uh, collaboration efforts as well. Uh, so the very first one we did was with our good buddies at Cigar City. Uh, we did an Imperial Pilsner. Um, I think a little people were kind of confused by what we were going for at first, uh, but. Each one has just got gained more and more traction all the way up to uh, our most recent Hop Silo 5. Uh, that was a collaboration with Tripping Animals. They're an awesome new brewery out of uh, my, the Miami area. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's actually uh, become our highest rated beer on Untapped. People seem to really be taking to it, so that's awesome. Interesting. What does Hop Silo 5 have in it? Uh, Hop Silo 5 is a New England IPA with fresh tangerine. Uh, comes in at 6.8% ABV. It is uh, very, very tasty. It's pretty much like hopped up orange juice. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. And and that's going to be throughout most, most of the state, correct? Or is it uh, just the area? Yeah. So we, uh, we did a very small run of this one. Um, so as it stands right now, there are still a few kegs out there uh, or out in the wild, as we like to call it. Um, the tap rooms are completely sold out of cans. Uh, we still have them on draft at both locations, uh, but those are running very slim as well. Uh, and for a beer that's, you know, about about right around a month old, uh, we're running through it really fast, which is a good problem to have. Absolutely. Um, any other collaborations that are coming up soon that you care to divulge? Uh, I believe that is one of those things I am not at liberty to divulge <laughs> at the moment. Um, but, uh, the best way is just stay tuned to all the social medias. Uh, that's, you know, if you're ever wondering what's going on day to day, uh, follow any of our social media platforms and you'll see, uh, I do my best to get around and make sure people see what's going on on the floor. 
Excellent. Uh, another good place that we can find you are at beer festivals. And I know that you're going to be doing some plans for badass beer fest in November. How's that coming along? Uh, you know, it, it's, it's actually kind of nice. Um, so in previous years, um, we have two big beer festivals that we do a year. Uh, we do one at the beginning of January, uh, called fire and beer. Uh, and that's a, really, a lot smaller. Uh, but then the turnaround time between that one to Badass Beer Fest has always been about three months. Uh, this year, we're moving Badass Beer Fest to November. That gives us a lot more time to plan. Uh, it'll actually be November 9th. That's uh, Veterans Day weekend. Uh, but uh, this year, we're very excited about because this will be the first time ever that we're inviting other breweries from out of the state of Florida to join in. Uh, before, it's always been, you know, Florida only. Uh, this year, we're opening it up. We've made uh, a lot of friends with a lot of cool breweries from around the country, and we figure, you know, those guys need a vacation in November, so let's bring them down to Florida. <laughs> and that's awesome. But that's not the only awesome beer festival news that you have coming up, is it? No, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, for those of you that don't know, the Tampa Bay Brewing is going to be is going to be at a festival in France. And I was told that this is an interesting story. So I will let you take it from here. Um, well, I mean, it is a story, but I wouldn't call it an interesting one. Um, it's just <laughs> kind of the way things uh, lined up. Um, so last year, as uh, a lot of people know, um, we do uh, brewing for Brewski. It's out of Sweden uh, here in Tampa for their uh, beers that they're releasing in the United States. Um, last year, we were invited to their big beer festival called Brewskiville. Uh, basically, it's like a brewski carnival. Put the two words together, and there you have it. Um, but in order for us to pour our beer over there, um, you know, it's kind of like the same laws that apply over here. You need to go through a distributor that'll handle the transportation of it, and it'll go through customs, all that fun stuff. Uh, so we ended up hooking up with this uh, distributor out of France, and they helped us get our beer over there. And uh, they hooked us, or they helped us, you know, source uh, the style of kegs they use over in Europe as well, because they are not the standard kegs that we use here. Um, so we hooked up with them. It was great. Uh, everything was all fine and dandy. You know, we were We kept that relationship going. Um, then they approached us and said, Hey, we, there's this beer festival that's happening in Lyon, France. Um, would you guys like to be a part of it? And we were like, well, yeah, why not? Um, so yeah, we agreed to it. Um, we got on it. And as we started looking at the beer, uh, list of breweries that were on it, um, actually a really cool thing of all the breweries that are going to be at this event, uh, we are one of three from the United States that will be pouring there. Uh, it will be us, Finback, and Oscar Blues. Wow! So that's 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 some good company to be in in uh in Europe. <laughs> How difficult is it to make a beer to be sending internationally? Do you have to do anything different other than the kegs, which uh, you said are a little bit different over there than they are here? Yeah, uh, really, the only big difference is in the whole transportation of it is uh, requiring that it has to be a refrigerated truck that it lives on uh, just because, you know, it's going to get loaded onto this refrigerated uh, container. It'll get loaded onto there. It will make its way onto a ship and continue to be refrigerated. And then when it lands over there, you know, it continues to stay cold Just you know, we don't pasteurize anything. So it's got to stay cold or else it's just not going to make it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Are you going to be making the trip over with it? Uh, I am not. However, um, the owner of Tampa Bay Brewing Company, uh, David Doble, he will be making the trip over. 
Um, he's been he's been to France uh, a couple times. He he knows the lay of the land. No, he he understands how it all works. So, uh, yeah, it's gonna be really cool for uh, the people over there too. Like you know, they're gonna get to you know actually meet the owner, the guy that he, like really brainchilded all of these ideas of beers that came together. That's 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 an awesome opportunity. I kind of wish I could go over as well. You know. Yeah, but and, you know it's one of those things too. Like we're all kind of bummed. Out. We we actually did not make the trip to CBC this year. But, you know, it's one of those things that's, you know, you can go to CBC or you can pour beer in France. Uh, I think I'm going to pour <laughs> beer in France. <laughs> exactly. Um, excellent. So if anything else happens down the line, how can people find out that information from you? Uh, quickest way would be through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we do keep the uh, website updated as well. That is uh, www.tbbc.beer. Yeah, we, we dropped the .com. We just went with .beer. Okay. <laughs> uh, nice. But, yeah, that's that's the best way. Um, also, another good way, too, um, you can stop in at any of our brew pubs. Uh, we got the one down in Central Ebor, the production facility that's uh, kind of northwest Florida or northwest Tampa uh, in West Chase. Uh, stop in, have a bite to eat, have some beers, ask the bartenders if they know like anything new that's going on. They're usually pretty up to date. Uh, but yeah, it's all around just a good time. And you still have that chicken pesto pizza available, right? Uh-oh. Am I, am I about to break some hearts? <laughs> oh, no. That's uh, the I, best thing in Tampa. Yes. Oh. Um, now, I, I, will, I will tell you this. It may not be on the menu, like physically on the menu, but if you ask, I'm, they can still do it. <laughs> <laughs> I um I will make sure that I will make sure to say that they told that you said that they could do that for yep, me. Yeah, you you can tell them that, and they can come find me if they got a problem with it. <laughs> I'll, so I'll, show, I'll show them what's up. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you so much for your time, and yeah, let let us know how France goes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, since Dave's gonna be over there, uh, I've tasked him with my job of making sure that he takes many many pictures. <laughs> Excellent. We can't wait to see them. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks, man. As promised, we are here in Boca at Prosperity Brewers on what happens to be their first anniversary, actually. And we're sitting here with Dom Perry, the uh, co-owner, co-founder of the brewery. How are you doing? Great. Thank you coming in today excited to uh, share the story you have a friend with us tank is our <laughs> mascot english bulldog who we found abandoned on the train tracks really? behind the brewery about two months before we opened oh my gosh yeah he's, uh, he's amazing that. he's uh the real brewery owner <laughs> he's our official greeter for everyone who walks in the door Sometimes he acts as a uh, vacuum cleaner and cleans up popcorn and crumbs. <laughs> oh, so how did you come to bring a brewery to a city that is not immediately known of for craft beer? Um, my business partner and I are neighbors. We're both craft beer fans. We've known each other for a long time. And we saw the beer community in South Florida growing. and. I had been in the wine business a long time, and I was in the beer business, or I should say the craft beer business, working for different craft breweries, doing sales. Uh, spent a lot of time in San Diego uh, when I was working for one of the breweries out there, and uh, wanted to bring a little piece of that back here to South Florida. 
we live out in Parkland. Theoretically, we wanted something that wasn't more than a half hour, 45 minutes away from where we live. Um, we considered Lighthouse Point, Deerfield Beach, uh, or Boca Raton. Um, we knew how long it took Carol Monks to open in, Bru in Boca, and we figured we'd follow them and there wouldn't be too many people to follow us. Um, it's nice that Carol Monks helped us out, gave us a lot of pointers on who to deal with with the city. Cool. And you know, there's a big fraternity in craft brewing. It's sort of, it's not us against each other, it's us against Budweiser and us against Miller. It's, you know, so, so the fraternity really helps each other out prior to opening with advice and pointers. But it also helps after you open when you need to borrow a piece of equipment or share a good vendor or you know borrow a tool, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really yeah. good. Um, we found Boca. We looked in Lighthouse in Deerfield. We just didn't find the right spot. We came across what we thought was a great warehouse opportunity, and we've been um, we've been open for a year exactly today, and we've been paying rent for three months, probably three years. <laughs> yeah, that's the legal aspects of opening a brewery I think are not as well known as they should be and not as much more interesting than I think people give it credit for but Absolutely. you are open which is great and the tap room is phenomenal is this real wood planking from barrels on the wall which it looks it's like it's actually it, but... pallet wood reclaimed okay that's gorgeous and so there's um there's a good chunk of space in the tap room it looks like uh, how many taps do you have and so on. We have a dozen taps. When we first started out, we had eight of our own beers. And we had cider, kombucha, and then one or two guest taps from other local breweries. Um, then once we were able to upgrade our system and brew more beer, um, we moved away from having guest taps. Um, and then eventually we moved away from having cider or kombucha. Now we have a dozen handles and they're all ours. And your original tap system, that came from the boys at Water Ale. Our original brewing system was a one-barrel system that we bought used from Water Ale. <laughs> we used it for about a year, um, then we sold it to Matt, who owns Accomplice Cider Works up in West Palm Beach. Okay. And he's planning on opening a brewery. We're now running off a three-and-a-half-barrel system. Excellent. Um, Beer-wise, so you've got a couple of standards that everybody enjoys. Can you describe those? I think I've got one of them in my hand. So our three core beers for the tap room are hoppy, light, and dark, right? So you look at the cross-section of what you're going to make available on a daily basis. We went with a lighter style beer. Um, it's actually a blonde ale, but we think it's a Kolsch style, so we call it intracolstal, and it's an easy <laughs> drinking beer. Um, for the non-craft beer drinker, I uh, liken it to a Stella or a European lager. Yeah. Um, it's a lot more rounded and a lot deeper than those beers, but I can see yeah, getting yeah. it in with that. Just, yeah. just from a generic profile of what it tastes like. Uh, our IPA is called Clutch Plate IPA. It's made with uh, Mosaic, Columbus, and Amarillo hops, and it's 7% uh, alcohol and it's been bulletproof since the day we opened. Either the Colts or the Clutch are always our top two sellers on any given day or any given week. And then we rounded out the trio with a darker beer, and we make something called Publand English Mild. It's not a super popular style. There's a few breweries across the country that are making it, and it's basically a lighter version of a brown ale. So we call it a darker beer with a lighter body. Okay. Also very easy drinking, very malty. 
and then from there we always have one sour. We always have an additional IPA or two. Right now we happen to have Boot um, Sequence, which is a black IPA. Uh, we also have Hyperspace. This is the first time we've made a hazy New England sour double IPA, so that's 8.2%. Um, what else do we have? We go back and forth between having a stout and a porter. You know, this is the time of year, even though it's Florida, this is our winter months. Um, we make an imperial stout. We just did an event a couple of weeks ago called Stout Saturdays. Really? Where we made an imperial stout and we treated it five different ways. So that brought in a lot of the neck beards and, uh, <laughs> and it was a really good event and the beers got a lot of uh, publicity and notoriety on untapped and rate beer, etc, etc. You were the second interview that I've had in as many days that has mentioned the word neck beard. Oh, funny. So, um, um, well, I guess speaking of neck beards or the lack thereof, Boca traditionally is not thought of as anything but old people. And now, if you look around, you are now one of four breweries that are in the city. How has the city been in embracing craft beer in general? Um, from a zoning perspective, and from a planning and zoning perspective, the city of Boca doesn't understand a lot of non-traditional small businesses. Um, in a very guarded way, they protect the city from businesses that are not going to behave up to what the expectations are. Um, we were basically accused of opening up a bar disguised as a brewery, not, not in so many words. Um, Barrel of Monks uh, was the first one to do it, and it took them two years, two and a half years to open. Crazy Uncle Mike's opened recently, we're friends with them as well. They opened up as a brew pub. The city knows what a brew pub is because Bruzy was here for 20 years. Um, Robot Brewing as a home brew shop and lounge doesn't do any distribution, um, so they've been around a long time. Uh, we were the next brewery to open as a production brewery uh, that was going to focus on tap room sales and distribution. Tank is having fun with his interview. You want to be on the interview as well? I think he already I is. Guess so. <laughs> So since we are now, yeah, yeah. So let me hold on. Since we are now being joined by the uh, tapper manager Joe, can you tell us a little bit about the tap room and some of the events that usually come here on a regular basis? Well, we do have stuff that goes on every day. You know, there's private parties, there's trivia, there's bingo. Um, we have food trucks that pop up. We're actually next week we're doing a car meet. It's our first one. Uh, we're going to have all different types of cars, there's going to be a barbecue guy hanging out, and um, our whole thing is just trying to have people have a good time. So May 25th we have a Boca Brewery crawl, <clears throat> we're going to provide transportation and t-shirts that have all four Boca Brewery logos on them, and we're going to go from 1 o'clock till 6 o'clock on Saturday, May 25th, and the trolley is just going to make a loop. Start wherever you want or end wherever you want, just come to each of the Boca Breweries, Get a free 12-ounce welcome beer included with your ticket and your t-shirt, and then try any of the other beers that you'd like. Um, we're putting together a car meet that's uh, the 30th of March, which is also a Saturday afternoon. We're expecting anywhere from 30 to 60 cars. Uh, there'll be some tuners, there'll be some classic cars, there'll be some American muscle cars, some lifted Jeeps or trucks, and uh, you know, we're an inclusion sport over here. You know, we don't we don't uh, separate 
anyone. We don't ostracize anyone. Come on in. Come as you are. Have a good time. Even if you're a big bulldog. We, we are a brewery, but you know what? We're a local drinking establishment that happens to make our own beer. We make amazing beer. Our brewer, Cameron Denisi, is self-taught. He's been with us since a year or two before we opened, doing test batches. Local guy, Coral Springs, born and raised. He makes every beer there. Uh, we have another great guy from New York who came and joined us the week that we opened to be the assistant brewer. He did some apprenticeship out at um, Left Hands in Colorado. And, uh, you know, it's a great team. We've got four bartenders uh, that work uh, all the shifts. Excuse me, all the shifts. And every one of them has been here since the day we opened. So 12 months later, to say you have the same four bartenders you started with is a real big accomplishment. We're a family here. Um, Ken, my business partner, and I really treat or want to treat everybody that way. And I think we're accomplishing it so far. Um, Tuesday night, we do trivia. Thursday night, we do bingo. Uh, Monday night, we have a dart league. Wednesday night, we don't have a food truck, so we do pint and slice night. So you come in and buy a pint and get a free slice of pizza. Uh, you know, it's just... We are a new opportunity to be a neighborhood pub without going into a bar. Excellent. And where can people find you online to get some more information? So I know you're running the social media for that, right? Yeah. So you can go on Facebook, just search Prosperity Brewers. You can go on Instagram, it's Prosperity Brew. Uh, you can go on our website, same thing, prosperitybrewers.com. We have an email list that sends out one email a month to you and kind of give you an idea of what's going on at the tap. Excellent. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, coming on the show. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you at Prosperity. And that is it for today's episode. Next episodes are going to be kind of interesting. We've got a very long interview with one of my favorite brewers in Fort Lauderdale, Rafe Kaufner of Kaufner Brewing. And then we are actually going to be heading out of state for our first out of state episodes. As to where that is, you'll just have to wait to find out. The Florida Beer Podcast is a production of FloridaBeerBlog.com. Find us at FloridaBeerBlog.com. On social media, we're at FloridaBeerBlog on Instagram and Twitter, FLBeerBlog on Facebook, or you can write to us directly at FloridaBeerBlog at gmail.com. Our intro announcer is Jeff Brozovich. Today's music comes courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions, and you can find these songs and more at sessions.blue. Thank you to today's guests, and if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, rate us, and leave a review on the podcasting app of your choice. It helps others find this podcast as well. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Drink Florida Craft. podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.